Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. This is, I believe, our third installment of the live time management coaching series, and it's been so much fun. I hope you have loved these episodes and sit back and get ready for another great one. I've already had a little preview with our guest today, and I think you're going to love these topics. So Today, I'm welcoming my friend, Lori, to the podcast for some live coaching. So welcome, Lori. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Lori and I have been chatting a little bit offline, and I think, you know, Lori is going through a lot of what many of you listeners are going through at this phase of life, empty nesting, adjusting to new routines, and um, I'm really excited for this coaching session. So thank you again, Lori, for being willing to share your story and some of your challenges. I hope I can help you make things better for you and in the process, help others make some improvements. So Let's start off by just giving a little background. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you juggle so we can get a sense of what what you're going through. Okay. Um, I actually feel like I'm juggling a lot of newer things because uh, I've been an empty nester for two years and that changes every few months when uh, my son comes home for summer break or a longer break. But um, so basically it's myself and my husband, our two dogs, um, I'm returning for my 31st year of teaching kindergarten. So amazing whole schedule changes a huge amount, um, right about this time of year. This is when I tend to revisit a lot of habits and scheduling and try to get my act together, so to speak. And, uh, so that's, uh, sort of where I'm at and I have some things I'm always working on this, but I have some things that I specifically struggle with. And I thought that you would be a fantastic person to maybe get me moving in the right direction. I will do my very best. So I'm so glad you're here. Okay. So let's dive in. Tell me about challenge number one and what's going on. Um, well, I think in terms of scheduling, I tend to use um, a large paper monthly calendar in my kitchen. And that allows my husband and I to at least both check into the same spot. Um, and then I have a planner, which I absolutely love, um, that I fill out in the morning when I wake up as part of my, um, I read the, um, morning miracle. And so one of the things that I do is try to, I don't do all the things that he suggests in the morning, but what I've learned how to do is chop them out throughout the day. So I focus Perfect. on three of them in the morning and three of them in the evening and a couple of things throughout the day. So I, I love do- that jot down all my ideas in the morning. Um, but one thing I've sort of been interested in since listening to one of your podcasts is 
jumping into tech a little bit and maybe trying to do some sort of a shared calendar on my phone um, for at least things like appointments. And I'm still yeah. scheduling some appointments for my son and things get lost in translation very easily. So I feel like just familiarizing and getting comfortable because I'm 53 and very much a paper girl. Yeah, that's a great question. So you've probably heard me say this that and anyone who's listened to previous episodes has heard me say this too, that there is no one perfect planner. There are a lot of paper options. I mean, you could spend an entire month online looking at all the beautiful paper planners that are out there. And there are endless digital options as well that you could go in the app store and search, um, you know, organization calendar app, and you'll find 5,000 of them. So it can get really overwhelming and, and choosing one can feel really overwhelming. I did walk through a lot of this. You and I had talked about this before we recorded. Um, there is an episode, I'll put it in the show notes about selecting a planner where I go into this more. But my, the point I want to make for you is that everybody's a little different. So some people really love paper, some people really love digital, and then some people like myself use a bit of a hybrid. So I just want you to know that there is no one right way to go. And it's all about figuring out what works for you in terms of your lifestyle and the things that you juggle, but also your brain. I find that different people's brain processes information differently. So like for me, I know people listening won't be able to see this, but I can show you, Lori, on the video. You know, I have my paper planner that I love, my Erin Condren planner. And when I look at this visual, it just sinks into my brain. Like I can see the column for Monday and I see how Monday relates to Friday and you know, I can get like the overall bird's eye view and it just sticks in my brain. Whereas when I look on my phone, yeah, the information is there, but it just, I don't get the big picture in the same way. But at the same time, our phones sure are convenient because we always have them with us. So if you're at a doctor's appointment and they want to make a follow-up appointment, you can pull out your phone and know exactly what's going on and whether or not you can make that appointment. And that is so much more efficient rather than taking the card and saying, I don't know, I'll go home, check my calendar. Oh, I can't make it. Now I have to put call the doctor on my to-do list. And now I have to find a way during teacher's hours to call the doctor's office when they're open. So it becomes inefficient sometimes. So I do think a hybrid could work. So right now, where would you write that down? If you were at a doctor's appointment, where would you write down that appointment? I would right now put it in my um, notes. Okay. Or occasionally if I, I, cause I do try to check my notes. That's sort of like my other place to go and check if I've written something down or I had an appointment or something I really want to remember. And then also I do use reminders a lot on my phone. I wouldn't do very well during the day if I didn't have reminders that pop yes. up. So I, I'm pretty comfortable giving like a verbal reminder into my phone and having it pop up at seven o'clock at night and remind me that I need to put something like an appointment on my calendar. Yeah. So I think one little tweak that we might want to make is to maybe consolidate your systems be, or, or your locations because it gets really overwhelming when you have things, you have text, you have email, you have voicemail, you have notes, you have reminders, you have the wall calendar um, and you have I the daily one. And your daily one. Yeah. So that's seven different places where information could land. And so I imagine that at times that's going to create this kind of pit in your stomach feeling of, I don't know, there might be information out there and I don't really know where it is. So I think step number one, I want to suggest that you consolidate so that there is one master location 
where all things calendar live, one master location where your to-do items live, and then you might have a third, and reminders can be really good for this, which is just kind of ongoing list. Like I have this too in reminders. I have a grocery list. I have restaurants, um, restaurants to try or movies that I want to see or books that people recommend. So when it comes up in conversation, I automatically know where to put that information. And then when I want to find it, I know where to go. I don't know if you've heard me say this, but I like to give the drawer analogy. So picture your dresser drawer in your bedroom. And I imagine you and most of us, myself, when we have a dresser, we assign different items for each drawer, right? You have a pajama, you have an underwear, you have a socks, you have a bathing suit, you have a workout clothes. Everything has a location so that when you go to find it, you're not having to open every drawer. Information is the same way that we want to know exactly what quote unquote drawer that information needs to go into so that we can easily find it. Right now, like your dresser drawers for information are all kind of interchangeable. So you don't really know exactly where the information goes and where to find it. So if you were to pick a master location for your calendar, what do you think you would want to pick? Um, good question. Let's see. Hopefully there's nobody. I'll mute if my dog starts to. Bark. Um, basically, I guess I could probably get it down to two. I, I still really like the month at a glance because I feel like my husband also can appreciate that. And I agree. I, I can look at one one screen on my phone of today and get a very, it, it just doesn't, it's not so easy for me to take it all in or soak it up. Yeah. But if I look at the month, which I can easily focus on just the one week that I'm in, I am very similar to you. I need to know how everything in the next seven days yeah. relate to each other. So that's yeah. very helpful to me. So I think if I, I could probably try to get it to that and then, I do think I need to do something on my phone. And I, I I, think maybe the phone app that has the calendar and just learning how to put key things in there would be something I'd be capable of doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great place to start um, because you always have it with you. That way you can also easily communicate information with your family and um I think it's just so convenient, you know, like I said, because we always have these phones. We'll talk in a moment about how to integrate that with your other systems, but I think that would be one great experiment to try. And when I talk about experiments, I usually say, you got to give it like two or three months. Don't give it three days and then say, oh no, I didn't like that. You know, I couldn't find it. That was annoying. That took too long. You got to give yourself time to get used to it. So do a good honest, maybe through December, say, this is my system and I'm going to commit to it. And then in December, you can take a step back and evaluate. So what that means is that I want you to work on a connection in your brain that says whenever something comes up that has a specific date and time, it automatically goes into the phone. So it doesn't go on a piece of paper. It doesn't go in your notes. You're, it's that drawer. You know exactly where the drawer is. Oh, date and time, that goes right into the calendar. Unless, like, let's say you're walking around school um, you know, Siri can be really great for that. You can give Siri a command to put it in your phone or in your calendar. Or I, I don't want to say allow, but I'll just say I do understand the need for a temporary landing location when, you know, if you're running around through your day and you can't quite get to your calendar, I do have a reminder that I have set up. It's called a widget. Um, so it's right on my home screen. 
And I call that for my planner. So when something comes up and I'm not really at my planner, I put it in there and then I know I can transfer it. Um, so that's sort of my backup temporary location. What do you think about that idea? I think that sounds great. I've heard of widgets, so I would like to look into that a little bit. I do have a watch too, uh, an Apple watch that I can also use, I believe, Siri on to do yep. um, some of my adding. So that's another thing that I'm going to put down as a kind of a goal. Have you seen the insurance commercial where the lady puts the post-it notes on her phone? She writes down, <laughs> pick up hilarious. my husband. Yeah, hilarious. Says, put a note on your phone. She literally, yeah. That would be something that I would actually do. So I'm oh going God, to work so really hard on actually entering the calendar on the yeah. phone and learning how to do that. And I, I feel like I could give that a couple of months, especially because this is a new school year for me. And that's when I like to sort of turn over a new leaf. So that would be a yeah. good. So um, do you go back to school next week? Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe over the next couple of days, practice, like sit down with the phone and practice adding an event and, and making the adjustments. Um, you know, if it's something that's going to repeat, if you want to set a reminder, I don't know if you'll need this, but you can have different calendars within your calendar. Like you can have a work and a home one. So the home one you could share with your family, but the work one you didn't. So that's sometimes one extra step. That's how I do it. So when I'm entering something, I have to just think about which calendar do I want it to go on. And you just very easily tap on the calendar to make that. That sounds great. Um, so you can play around with that because your family doesn't need to know your school meetings and all of that. Um, so, okay, so you're going to try that. And then let's talk about how you're going to integrate with the paper planner. So you said to me that in the morning, and I love this so much. So I often recommend that people do this once a week, but you can decide if you'd want to add in a weekly big planning session or if it just works for you to do it daily because you already have that great habit of doing this daily, of sitting down in the morning. Um, but in the morning, you would sit down, or let's say in your planning session, whether it's weekly or whether it's every morning, and um, flip through the whole week and just see, okay, you know, what's the landscape? What do we have coming up? Let's say you have a doctor's appointment on Friday. It might prompt you to say, oh, I needed to get lab work done the day before. So you have to make sure that you put that in your calendar. So doing that weekly check-in gives you a heads up in case there's anything you need to do to be ready for that that thing. Um, so that's why I really do like the weekly planning session. And then day to day, you can make little adjustments. Things are going to come up. It's not going to pan out exactly how you have it planned. But, and I said this in the last coaching session that we did, it's a lot easier to make a little adjustment when you've already done the plan than to start from scratch every single day. So I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to plan it all out because things change, but I still believe you're better off doing the master plan and making little tweaks rather than starting from scratch day to day. So that might be one other new thing for you to do the weekly habit and plan the whole thing out. So what day of the week do you think would work for you to do that? Probably Sunday. Okay. Morning, afternoon, evening? Probably Sunday evening because that's when I tend to get my, my stuff together for the week. So that would probably fit right into that routine. Okay, perfect. Um, you may want to let your husband know that this is your intention so that when he sees you, he'll know what you're doing and you, he may hear you factor that in. Like, let's say he says, hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight? After dinner, you might say, yeah, great, but first I need to do my planning session and he'll know what you're talking about. Perfect. 
Okay. So, and then in that planning session, so you're going to take a look at the calendar to see what's up, to see if it jogs your memory that there's any to-do that has to go on the to-do list. And that's where you can also take out your paper planner. I find that the paper one is really good for filling in the white space. So the white space is everything that's not already accounted for. You know, we have a few things that have a definite day and time, but then there's all other what that all that other white space, and then there the there's the to-do list, and we need to integrate the two. And so in that planning session, that's when you could map it out. You could look at your to-do list and say, what are my priorities? And then decide, and this is really different. We won't have time to totally get into this today, but this is what I really go into in my uh, coaching um, time management program is deciding what those priorities are and then giving them a day and a time to actually do them. So that feels really different for most people because most people are used to just having that big to-do list and every day they stare at it and pick something off of that. So that's something that will need to happen in the big planning session is mapping out that um, that white space. So then day to day, you may work with your planner, just that paper planner, but you always have the phone to double to double check with in the morning so that throughout the day, you're, I really only want you looking at one calendar. So I think during the day, you're really going to be looking at that paper planner. Um, but in the morning, you will have double checked with your phone calendar to see if there's anything else. I think that's a great idea. The the phone strikes me as being very helpful for very specific appointments. Exactly. Which I still have some of in my life, but not as many as I used to. Yeah. And my planner, I tend to use for more of my goals for the day. Yeah. And, you know, my paper thing. So having my appointments first and foremost on that and then room to fill in, like you said, the blank space, which um, I, you know, I'm very purposeful or try to be very purposeful about the things that you talked about with, you know, rest and yes. exercise and all those pieces and those priorities that we need to put in every day. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So just want to do a quick gut check. How are you feeling about what we've talked about so far? Good. Good. It's so helpful just to talk to somebody and um, come up with a plan. Plans are really important. And I, I understand you have different time management courses. I was mm -hmm. a little curious about what um, I need to go on your website, but which types of um, course you think would be most helpful for what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I have three different options. I have my signature program that I've been running for three years now. It was a 21-day program, but I recently changed it to a 45-day because people found like it was a lot to do one new thing every single day, especially on the weekend, was feeling like a little bit too much and people got a little overwhelmed. So I extended it to 45 days so that you have a little bit more breathing room. Um, so I walk through the whole system, sort of what we've talked about today and so much more to make sure you're set up with a great foundation for your personalized system, as well as we work on a lot of problem solving, sort of anticipating difficulties and helping you feel prepared with skills to tackle them. So it's a really amazing program. I've also changed the format so it's now designed to, you can work it at your own pace. And then there's a free Facebook group that goes around, goes along with it. So you oh. can post as you're going through it, post any question, post your assignment, and I'm in there every day and I'll give you input. So that's different. In the past, I had a specific start date and I just decided to make it more ongoing so people can start anytime they want. Um, so that's really the main foundation. And then there's a bigger program, which I think you would love because I know you're really committed to health habits. And this is the It's About Me Time program. This is a 90-day program where it uses the same 
foundation for time management. But then once you have all of that down, then you work it on the specifics for your health habits. So then it covers your nutrition habits, your sleep habits, your exercise habits, and rest, relaxation, and fun. So it's sort of like a part one and then a part two for the health habits. Great. Thank you so much. So yeah, I'm glad you asked. So that clarifies that. So in the time we have left, I want to go back. Um, before we recorded, you had mentioned another question you had about emails, and I thought that would be really good for us to cover. So tell me what's going on with that. I sometimes wonder if I'm the only person, but then occasionally I you find You are it. not. You <laughs> are most definitely not. People seem to fall in two camps on this. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground when I talk to people. So I have probably 45,000 emails on my regular Gmail. Um, luckily, they split it into promotions and social and some mains, primary. So I yes. really, a lot of the stuff is pulled out, which is fantastic, but I never get rid of it. But it's yes. there, you know, but it's pulled out. And then my work, I have a separate work account that we have at school, of course, and that tends to build up. Luckily, every year we have to do something to take our amount down a little bit. But at the same time, I just don't have a good habit for daily or weekly and uh, it's funny you mentioned Sunday nights and telling my husband because he will sit down on Sundays before we watch something and do his emails. Mm. And you would think that maybe that might have caught on with me, but not at all. So I need to come up with my own workable plan yeah. so I don't have 45,000 emails. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. There are those people who can't stand to have that red notification that there's something unread and that like they can't go to sleep if that happens. Exactly. And then there are people who just tune that out and don't even I don't notice that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to suggest something that I think you're going to feel is really radical, but I think you're going to find it's a game changer. I'm going to suggest that you archive everything that you have and start over. So when I say archive, it doesn't mean that you're deleting never to be found again, but you're basically moving it off the prime location, um, like the prime real estate of email. So it's there. If anything ever came up, you could go digging around and find it, but we're going to start new. We're going to clear the slate, start new and start building new habits without feeling like you're already behind the eight ball. Love that. So... And I will confess to you that I have had to do this several times in my life. I'm not anal about emails and I get behind too. And I'm always a work in progress with it. And this is what I found to be really helpful for me. One day I decided I'm just starting over. And so you can move, um, I don't know exactly how it works in Gmail, but I'm sure you can do it uh, into an archive or even you can just, just move it all to another folder and just call it old archived emails before 2023. So do that on, on work. And do that at home. If you need to enlist some tech support to figure that out, do that. And you're going to start over. So let's picture that. Can you imagine how good that's going to feel? Okay, you're down to zero. We're moving forward. So let's think about how you're going to keep up with it on a regular basis. The other thing you may want to do is unsubscribe to as much as you can. So have you heard of this app called Unroll Me? I think I have, and I think that's probably a fantastic idea for me. Yeah. So I think this came out, so I didn't mention this. Lori and I met through our mutual friend, Beth, and Beth's Amazing Style program and community. And so I think someone brought this up at some point in there. Um, but Unroll Me is an app that will basically pull in all the, uh, what do they call it, email senders, 
kind of into one location. So then you can just go through it without having to look at the actual emails, but you can look at the actual senders and figure out what you want to do with them. They will either send you, if you want them to just send you one digest at the end of the day with certain emails, they can do that, or you can just clear them all and have and unsubscribe or whatever. It kind of helps you manage all of that. Wow. So that could be a project for the next couple of days before you go into the school year to just kind of clean up what's coming in and try to eliminate as much as you can. Um, and then try to keep up with that. You know, sometimes they, they, they're they persistent little buggers and sometimes they come back like you think you unsubscribed and next thing you know, you're getting 10 a day from them again. So try to keep up with that. When you notice that there's an email that comes in that you really never open, just get rid of it. Just unsubscribe and try to remove that clutter. Kind of like when you get the junk mail, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, just throw out that junk mail right away so it doesn't add to the cloud and get out it's the tech piece and i noticed now you're getting one is getting more and more texts from the promotional places too not oh just God, emails yep. so that's another thing that i i really need to get better and back to the email situation um i you know i i think taking the time when i get those to sweep you know and and go into them and unsubscribe is really important because there's they they are finding ways to worm into your text they, yeah. Uh, so unsubscribe too. to that too. Press hit stop, whatever, unsubscribe because you don't need your text cluttered up either. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're going to archive, get back to zero. You're going to use unroll, um, unroll me to try to minimize what's coming in or at least sort it. And like you could have a separate folder where all the fashion and clothes go so that if someone says, hey, did you know there's a loft sale? Well, then you could go into that email and find your coupon if you want it, but it's not going to distract you by being front and center. Great. So clear up that. Then I think we need to think about habit, a period of time each day where you're going to sit down and triage those emails. Are you going to, what do you need to do it? You look at them one by one. Do you need to just delete it? Do you need to read it? Do you need to take action? Do you want to file it somewhere? I know that most of the time when we file something away, we never go back to it. But you know, when it's digital, it's not taking up that much space. So if you want like, if it's recipes, if it's interesting blogs, and you don't really want to delete it, you can put it in a folder, you probably will never go back to it. But <laughs> it's there, if you want it. So let's think about well, two questions for you. How often do you think you need to do this? Do you need to address email every day, three times a week, five times a week? What do you think is going to make sense? I think for myself, that would either need to be daily or part of that Sunday. And I feel like the Sunday would be too much because it would be overwhelming. And I would probably say, choose not to do it more often than not. So probably during that time in the morning where I'm sort of getting my day going, it might not be a bad idea for me to look at yesterday's and just sort of, it's going to be a lot of getting rid of. I, right. I'm, I, I'm not going to be somebody that's doing a whole lot of um, putting in folders, but there are some, and I tend to respond to those at the end of the, by the end of the day that I need to respond to. I'm pretty good about that. So it really is just about making a choice to get rid of most of them. And that's what yeah. I'm not good at. Yeah. So let's think about that. Do you want to make that part of your miracle morning where you're just getting your day set up and getting your head in the right space? Or do you want to make that a task where you're sort of in work mode and task mode? 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Or maybe more like the end of my work day. That might yeah. be a good time to do it, which think- tends to be around three o'clock for me. Yeah. You know, it's a different time than most people would have the end of their work day, but uh, maybe something I could hold myself accountable to doing before I leave school. Now, on the one hand, I like the sound of that. I think that's going to feel really good. Like you looked at everything from the day, you tied up all the loose ends, cleared the slate for the next day. But the only question is, do you have the energy and the focus to do it at three o'clock or are you flat out tired? Most days I probably could make it a habit. And I think that's, that would be the important piece is just plain old making it part of my daily routine. Okay. Most right. most days, I think I'm capable of doing that. Um, as long as I'm still at school and, and at my desk, so to speak, it, once I get home, I tend to need a little time to recoup. But when I'm still at school, I could still be in that mindset to do it, I think. Okay. And I have access to my school email, which is really, I, I need to do both. Yep. Do not do a lot with my school email, to be honest, when I'm not, um, I have a Remind app that parents are able to reach out to me on um, if there's anything outside of school hours that pops up on my phone like a text. So I don't do a lot with my email when I'm not physically at school. Which is good. I like those boundaries. Um, So maybe for sure, make that the first thing you do at the end of the day is go through those work emails and tie that up. And then you could try to tackle, and I think this is going to be an experiment to see how this goes. You could try to tackle your Gmail, but you also have a backup where... I think email is something that it may not be fun. It takes a little bit of effort, but it doesn't take as much effort as making a lesson plan or something. So could you do it at, towards the end of the day when you're, you know, your brain is tired and winding down? So a backup option could be go home, take a break, get some food, get some exercise, watch some TV, whatever you do to decompress. And then could you refocus for a half hour and clean up your Gmail for the day? And maybe maybe separating the two would make it a little less of an ordeal, you know, seem like it wasn't so overwhelming. If I take care of the school piece before I leave the school building, and then, you know, when I'm gathering myself for the next day and I do that every night, that would not be a bad time to think about the Gmail piece. I like that. But I just want you to be aware that I think it's a little bit more than kind of gathering, you know, like, it's, it could be a task. Like you might have to write emails, respond to things, take some time to put things in calendars, files. So it's like in between. It's not mm-hmm. a fluffy get myself or like organized, like pick out your outfit. Right. But it's not hard, like coming up with a lesson plan and being creative. It's sort of in the middle. So I want you to really appreciate that so that you can think about when the right time of day is to do that, where you're still on, but not super on. Right, right. Got it. And maybe, and maybe we'll wrap, we'll wrap up with this. You hear me talk a lot about accountability partners. And so while you're learning a new habit, maybe you could enlist your husband to say, you know, this year, one of my goals is to really stand top of my email. My plan right now is to tackle work at the end of the day and then Gmail late afternoon, early evening. Can you help me with that? And, you know, maybe check in with me if that would be okay for you. Maybe sit next to me. Maybe you can still be on the sofa. He might go through his emails. You go through yours so you don't feel like you're totally off on your own. Um, But maybe he can help hold you accountable to that while you're creating the habit. It's a great idea for sure. Okay. Super. Thank you so much. I have lots of good notes here and I will um, work on these two things 
as I start my new school year, which I am very appreciative of. Wonderful. So I want to ask you, as we think about wrapping up, number one, what's your overall feeling about these two areas now that we've spoken through them? And then what's the one big takeaway that you have from today? My feelings are, um, I'm hopeful. I, I really feel like we've broken it down to the point where I can accomplish these two things and make them part of my daily habits, which um, I also think they're two things that cause me anxiety mm -hmm. um, or stress, um, you know, not terribly, but they both add to my anxiety and stress. And if I could tackle them head on and get a handle on them, I think it would be a really big positive for me. So that's exciting for me to think about. Sometimes you have, it takes a while, at least it takes me a long time to really say out loud the things that I, you know, these are two things I'm not super good at. Yep. And to say it, figure it out, write it down and then have a plan is really extremely helpful because I know that's the only way it's going to possibly be, um, become a new yeah. way of doing things. And you are no different from any of us. We all have areas that come easy to us. You're very talented and you, and you have many gifts. And then we all have areas that are just a little bit more challenging. But the thing is, how often do we really sit down? And like you said, it's hard to acknowledge the areas that we're struggling with. And then how often do we sit down and really try to think it through and problem solve it and maybe even bounce ideas off someone else? Many of us don't, but there's such an incredible value, whether it's time management, your system or whatever it is, I, you know, I just can't, I can't um, emphasize enough how helpful coaching is for all of us, you know, with whatever area you're struggling with, because just saying it out loud, having an objective person think it through with you can really help you break free uh, and break through to a different place. So I'm this so glad. Really, this, yeah. this is my first, uh, really, um, I guess, experience with the coach. I think a lot of people wonder what life coaches do or think coaches have a lot of different things that they focus on. Yeah. But I love what you just said about that because, you know, these are not necessarily things you're going to sit down and talk about with your spouse. Sometimes they are or with, you know, your best friend. But it's this kind of purposeful problem solving with somebody who can be objective that's really helpful. So thank you very yeah. much. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you for being willing to share um, today. These are great topics that I've not covered yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that you benefited a lot and then everybody else listening is really going to benefit. So thank you so much, Lori. This has been so great. And thank you to everyone else who tuned in and come back next week. I believe we have two, maybe three more coaching sessions coming up. So stay tuned and let me know if you have any questions. If you want more information on the courses that Lori and I talked about, it's in the show notes. And um, I'm, as always, I would love to hear if you're implementing some of these strategies, reach out to me, find me on social media. I would love to know how it's going for you. So thanks everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.